Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to do a twofer. So the next two podcasts to wrap up the month of December is going to be 22 money resolutions for 22. So uh, as we're going into the new year, so we're going to break it up into two podcasts. So the first one, we'll do the first 11 and then we'll do the second 11. So make sure you check out those. If you're not subscribed, it's a great time to do so, so that you can catch both of these podcasts. And we're going to talk about a lot of items here. Some of these are pretty easy to fix as well. So mm-hmm. good ideas to think about as we move into the new year. So 22 money resolutions, resolutions, I can't talk today for 22. What's, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. That, that's a tongue twister, right? Yes, 22 see, for 22. <laughs> I, I can't even say it. So, yeah. So, uh, you doing all right? I'm doing good. Doing yeah, good. good. Yeah, looking good. forward to the holidays. And- all right. So, uh, you might not be able to, you know, feel like you can accomplish all these, but again, there's a lot of little things on here and some of these are pretty easy. So, you might be surprised. So, yep. let's get started, Phil. Uh, the first one is pretty simple reduce your debt. Seems yeah, I mean, there's been all sorts of studies on that. And I mean, it, it is funny during the pandemic, it dropped. Um, mm-hmm. People, I guess, weren't spending money on other things. So they were paying down debt. Right. But it slowly started to creep its way back up again. So, and the holidays don't help. Yeah, and it, absolutely. Holidays definitely don't help. So, no, and, and that's, means, right? yeah, that's not a bad thing. It's just no. understand it, manage it, you know, consumer debt. That's probably the, the biggest danger there. So, manage. And I would say start with that. That's the the big concern. Make sure you get your consumer debt under control, and right, yeah, you, know, you can get it paid down. You're not growing it, so. Well, and a lot of times our our listening audience is retirees, pre-retirees, right. but really that's good advice for anybody, right? So just absolutely kind of debt and live within your means. Pretty simple. It it just takes some willpower. So that's yep. the first one. Uh, number two, boost your retirement savings amount. So like four hundred one ks, things of that nature. As a matter of fact, since we are into December, is it too late, Phil? If you want to max them out and you haven't done so yet, can you do so? It really is going to depend on your employer um, and what they allow um, and, and how the plan structure is set up. I mean, some plans allow you to, to change it any time. Others are only maybe once a quarter once every six months. So you need need to talk to your employer, uh, to their HR department and see what your plan allows. But yeah, I mean, if, as long as you have payroll left, if there's, you know, one or two payrolls left in this year and and you haven't maxed it out, Mm -hmm. you have the extra income, you can do that. Absolutely. Max it out. So like if you have your own IRA though, and you wanted to dump some money in it to max out, you could, correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're, you're not going over the limit, you know, you can hit that limit and you actually, for IRAs, Roth IRAs, you have until April. Uh, April oh, okay. 15th or 18th this year. But yeah, so you've got a little bit more time with that, but your simple IRAs, your traditional uh, Roth uh, 401ks, any company type plans, those have to be done through payroll yeah. this year. Okay. So. Uh, but you still do have some time, so you could yep. do it. You just have to reach out and ask them about it. So again, it could be simple, could be a little more complicated, but if it's one you're controlling, you can certainly do that. So that's easy yep. enough to do. Uh, and you have till the end of the year. Number three, Let's learn from 2020 and 2021, shall we? Uh, and, and in this context, the idea of the emergency fund, right? Yes. Because if you wound up losing your job or uh, whatever the case happened to you through the pandemic, you were probably glad that you had some money set aside, right? That emergency right. fund. And if you didn't, learn from that. Let's let's put one together. Yeah, and emergency funds are key. I mean, that's kind of the, the core where we always start with. What do you have in the emergency fund? You don't want to be dipping into other t- accounts at the wrong time. 
Right. You know, so those emergencies come up, you know, the car breaks, the roof starts leaking, furnace goes out. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can happen that mm-hmm. you don't want to be worried at that point. Where is it going to come from and pull it out of the wrong account? So, yeah. you know, I always recommend clients have that. What that amount is really is kind of up to you, um, especially as you get to retirement. It's a totally different picture because, I mean, at that point you did, you've lost your job, right? You retired. Right. So the, the, the old concept of having three to six months to kind of bridge the gap between jobs is no longer um, a requirement. I mean, you don't have that need. It, hopefully you've structured your income so that the income component's already there. It's yeah. really about that emergency. Truly something comes up and, and you want to pay for it and then figure out how am I going to replenish my emergency fund at that okay. point. So Yeah, you're, uh, you're pulling an Aerosmith. They got an album called Permanent Vacation. So you're kind of on permanent vacation once you retire. That's right. Uh, and so, yeah, an emergency fund, it's an easy fix, right? I mean, yep, you start absolutely. into an account. So number yep. four, don't overreact to headlines. There's sage wisdom for any facet of life right now, because yes. that is all everybody's do- is doing, has been doing, is yes. reacting and overreacting. And when it comes to the financial stuff, Phil, I mean, there's a lot out there. To your point, inflation's got everybody scared. but Right. To keep yeah, and, and again, I mean, it's, it's with anything, it's information, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, and I always say, whenever you're looking at any news source, you've got to understand why are they doing what they're doing? You know, in news, love them, hate them, whatever your, your view of them are. There, to me, I think their purpose has changed over the years. I mean, it used to truly be to give information so you can make informed decision. And I, I still think at, at the core, they're trying to do that, but right. The reality is it's a corporation trying to make money, you know, so what what are they trying to do? Get viewership so they can sell advertising. What does that headlines, you know? So everything's always going to be, oh, this big, bad, whatever, or, you know, usually you don't hear the good stuff, which is sad, you know, but it's whatever is that headline that's going to attract attention. Yeah, I think a lot of times the breaking news tends to be, you know, tends to be more of the real news. Right, the real, exactly. uh, some sort of a, a crime or something like that. That's, you know, some big emergency or something, emergency you know, or something, but yeah. yeah, like the more planned out stories, it's a little hard to kind of, and they're, you know, and again, 24 hour news cycle on what, you know, probably oh, it's, or 70 stations, they all got to find something to talk to and headlines are just, you know, they're designed to be inflammatory. So right. in one yep. way or another, so just don't overreact to the headlines. Uh, that'll go a long way to helping you uh, in 22 because we're going to continue to see the things we're dealing with now in the next year as well. We're going to be going into our full second, you know, plus year right. of pandemic related issues. Um, yep. How do you want to look at that? All right. Number five, Phil, implement a budget. Uh, we Ooh, won't call the it a B word. <laughs> but okay. So like some way of tracking what we're doing, if you don't want to call it a budget or a spreadsheet right. or whatever, but just if you want to be more efficient, it's not the worst idea because often Phil, as you know, when you were going over people's tax returns and stuff, um, you, you kind of say, we talked about this on just a prior podcast. Yep. You kind of say, well, where's it at? And you right. have to go, well, you spent it. And the person goes, I, I didn't spend it. Well, you had yep. to. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting discussion. It's something I bring up in my classes even, and we've got a budget worksheet as we're talking to those pre-retirees to help them start to grasp what this amount of money is that they need on a monthly basis. And it's an interesting exercise, but there has never been a client that I've met with yet that has come up with what I would say is a realistic number. You know, I mean, it's close, right? And it's not nothing wrong with them. It's, you know, just human nature. We don't realize what we spend money on. 
I, you know, I, so, I guarantee you, I don't know. I guarantee you, I, you know, there's, yeah, I'll there's, we all, would. you know, it's especially in the day and age of credit cards, you know, debit cards, similar concept. Cause I mean, it's, you just don't feel it. Right. It's not like I'm physically taking cash out of my pocket or writing that check every time, Yeah, you know, so it, it, it's hard to really track it unless you're looking at it. Yeah. So, I mean, at a high level, making sure you're not overspending, you know, yeah, look at the tax return. At the end of the day, the net income that that generated, that's what you either saved or spent. Because we all know we're going to make resolutions in, a, in another month, right? Yeah. And yeah. the first one is usually weight loss and the second one is finance. So right. do something about it, get efficient, but stick with it a little bit. And a tracking right. sheet might help you do that. Well, a tracking sheet or even in the, the electronic age today, there's a lot of ways to do it. I mean, our ads. website, our, our client portal that we use with our clients, um, you can connect your banks, your credit cards, debit cards, and it'll start tracking that information of the spending. It'll categorize it based on the type of vendor it is. And at least it's there, right? It's not saying you got a budget, but at least you can start to see, start to oh, see. wow, last month I spent what? Where did it go? You know? You can start to so, visualize better. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, number six is, uh, we probably should have put this one later, but that's okay. Number six is meet with a financial advisor, especially if you've never done it uh, and yes. you're getting within, let's say, maybe 10, 12 years or so of retirement. And here's a little pro tip for you folks. If you don't want to do the 22 items on this list, just do this one and they'll help you do most and of we'll, them. We'll walk through the other ones. It's part of the process. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you haven't worked with an advisor, I mean, we don't bite. We're not big and scary. You know, it's our first meeting is really just to get to know each other to see if there's a way we can help. Yeah. Well, and if there is, we'll talk about what that looks like. So that's yeah. right. <laughs> So, so a purple shirt. Um, yeah. no, I mean, but it's an, it's a, especially if you are, well, Phil, it's kind of like the whole 50 thing again, right? Right. Yep. When turn 50, there's some medical things that we're supposed to start doing, right? When we yep. turn 50, uh, we're supposed to start getting some, you know, more frequent checks on some different things. Same kind of thing financially, right? Yep. Turn 50. Let's go ahead. And if you've never done it, let's mm -hmm. go ahead and start looking about, you know, looking at getting it done because you might be surprised at the benefit you know, that you can really receive from that. So sure. And I mean, I, I, I get it because you're kind of bearing your financial soul to me right or an advisor. So it can be kind of scary to that, that standpoint, intimidating. Right. Um, I'm not judgmental. You know, I, I don't care what you've done. It's not, that's not my purpose is to say you did what, Oh, you gotta be crazy. Right. You know, my, no, my goal is to help you yeah. understand your scenario, talk about goals and, and how do you get there and, okay. and really just put that plan together the invitation that's up to you. So, yeah. and we'll help you walk through that. Well, so from far, the spending of, standpoint. So. Yeah, right. So far, of the sixth, really the hardest one for a lot of people might be either A, reducing debt or B, reaching out for help, oddly right. enough, because yep. we're, we're sometimes as humans, we don't want to ask for help. So, that's you could, you could fix a lot of these by reaching out. So, anyway, that's number yep. six. Uh, number seven, check your BDs, your beneficiary designations yes. on all your accounts. This is an easy fix. We just did a podcast on it about a month ago or so. Yep. Just check them. It's just updating a form. Yeah. And it's something you need to, you know, make it as part of an annual checklist, run through it to see, okay, here's the beneficiaries we have, you know, has something changed? Has there been a, a new grandbaby born and you wanted to add them? Is there, you know, whatever the kid situation is, a divorce, a marriage, Somebody passed away. I mean, you want to make sure that's all updated and you don't get into a situation that you've now passed because at that point it's locked in. You can't change it. Yeah. Um, and there's horror stories on this scenario where people haven't looked at it and thought, oh, I thought I changed that. And 
then it wasn't changed. And it's a nightmare then yeah. for whoever's handling the estate. And maybe your wishes are, or if it's not set up, your wishes will not be granted because that beneficiary designation form is the final word, so to speak. It doesn't right. matter yeah. what you said in your will or your trust. Did, yeah. If that Whatever beneficiary designation that. says this goes to the ex-spouse, you know, that you divorced five years ago and you forgot yeah. to change it, guess what? They yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah, I was watching uh, Christmas Vacation was just on the TV the other day. Yeah. So if you've got Cousin Eddie on there. Uh, That's right. You don't want him on there anymore. You got to, you know, you got to make, make sure you get him off. Yeah. Easy enough thing to do. Okay. Uh, number eight, Phil, carve out time. This is a tougher one, but mm -hmm. it's, it's also kind of easy. You just have to do it. So yep. carve out time for those tough conversations or maybe two, mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, through the next couple of weeks as the year's winding down, you don't have to do it on Christmas day, but talk <laughs> to your spouse or talk yep. to your kids or talk to your grandkids about what you want to see happen when you pass, right? Or right. whatever the case is, or about your, just your healthcare, long-term healthcare, especially you and the spouse. If you guys mm -hmm. are not on the same page here, you know, do it. What are you waiting on? Absolutely. I mean, and again, it's something that you want to revisit, maybe not necessarily every year, but you know, on a regular basis, part of the estate planning documents you want to run through to, to have those discussions. Maybe things have changed, you know, maybe your viewpoint on, what you want to have happen is, is changed. Make sure that's shared with the spouse or whoever you've named as that medical um, power of attorney so that they can make sure that those items are taken care of. Do they know where to find that information and all that kind Correct. of stuff? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So it's just, you know, again, having those discussions, not necessarily always the fun discussions to have, but something that needs to be done every year just to, or every couple of years, at least yeah. for the estate planning to make sure that everything's in place and everyone's on the same page. Yep. Yeah, as you're sitting around having a cup of cocoa or something like that, you know, say, hey, yeah. listen, go fast. Let's uh, let's run through a couple items here. Just do you know where the stuff is at? You know, do you know right. where to find X, Y, Z, so on and so forth? Uh, yep. So that's just, again, an easy thing to do, and it's a good resolution for 22. Uh, number nine, it's got the audit word in it, which not the greatest choices of words, but audit our insurance. Now, what I mean by that is it's not as daunting as it sounds. You don't got to right. get all crazy folks. Just go, Hey, do what policies do we have? And do we still need them? I mean, insurance is one of those funny kind of polarizing things. I mean, there's either people that collect it, so to speak, and they're, you know, they've got all these different insurance policies because you can't have enough insurance. And there's others that like insurance is a waste of money. I'm not going to do well, it. There you go. Are you overinsured you know? or underinsured? Right. So it's, it's really a balance. It's first of all, understanding the risk. What is the risk? And then analyzing, okay, that's a risk. Do I want to have, that liability shared with an insurance company, meaning I'm paying them a premium. So then they're going to take on a certain portion of that li liability, you know, so how much? So again, that's something that needs to be reviewed regularly just to have the discussion, you know, what is that liability potential? Do I want to share that with an insurance company? Yes or no, then let's explore some options. So, well, and, and again, this could be a, a, another great conversation to have with your advisor because you could yep. say, or a reason to get with an advisor and say, Hey, do I even need insurance anymore? A lot of times this, we've had many conversations on that as a retiree, we often think we don't need it. It may right. be an effective strategy. It may not be. So right. it's worth again, auditing. If you want to use that term, your insurance yep. standpoint. Okay. We're moving right along here. So number 10, uh, refinancing the home, obviously the rates are still pretty darn good mm -hmm. and, and people have, the market's been super hot, uh, yep. but it, it could be a decent strategy for you to consider. It really is going to come down to your goal or your vision of, of if you're in retirement debt, right. a lot of my clients want to have the house paid off. You know, I'm personally, I, I think as long as we can manage the debt, 
it's built into the budget. It's at a reasonable interest rate. I'd rather see a debt with a reasonable payment built into a budget and you okay. retain some cash, some reserves. Right. Um, but if that's your, I, I call it the head rule and the tummy rule, right? So the head rule, I can give you the math behind it. The tummy rule, what you're comfortable with. I was going to say, if you're sitting at 5% and you can get three. Absolutely. It, it seems like maybe that's a no brainer, but again, just make sure that you're not, when you're signing something or doing something that you're not extending like these payments or whatever and winding up, you know, costing yourself more in the long run. Right. Yes. Again, have that discussion with your financial advisor, run the math out to see what fits in your scenario. Mm-hmm. If you still have a, a debt, a mortgage like that, that is at a high interest rate, by all means, bring that up, have that discussion. If your financial advisor hasn't brought it up, shame yeah. on them. I mean, it's yeah, a discussion yeah. we have with all our clients, you know, walking through that mortgage. What is it? If I ever hear rates like that, we'll have that discussion of why. Isn't that crazy let's, though? Let's just look at it to get, I mean, there's, you got better options out there today. Yeah. You know? Isn't that crazy to say that we're sitting here saying that 5% is too much? Oh, I know. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? And I, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be too many more years and it might be a good deal again. But Yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, just a few years ago, five, you're like, hey, 5% is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But you can maybe be at 2.75 right now. Yeah, sub 3% today is is common, you know? So, I mean. So, well, let's finish off with number 11 here. The first half of our 22 money resolutions for 2022. Uh, yeah. And that is just get organized. Uh, yes. So, if you do nothing else on this first 11, get organized and call a financial professional and they will help you basically with everything else. Because if you call yeah. a professional, uh, professional, they're going to want you to get a little organized anyway. So right. it's a great first step, right? If you got the financial junk drawer, Phil, maybe go ahead and clean it up a little bit. Yep. Take a look at it, dump it out. Let's go through it and see what's in there and, you know, start to <laughs> start to organize it and figure out what you have. You know, what do you need back to the insurance concept? You know, there's a lot of pieces in there to, sure. to, to review through uh, great time of the year to do that. Stuff yep. like that, right? Logins, uh, ID, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, that's very key in this day and age. I mean, everything, we have just probably locked up behind a digital password somewhere. Oh, yeah. So you've got to understand where they're at, how to get to them. To your point with a, you know, a spouse, even we talked about the yeah. legal documents. Do they know, yeah. you know, if something happens to you, do they know how to get into all the different accounts that you have even financially or the pictures? What about all the digital well, pictures? And a lot of these <laughs> kind of work together, right? Of these 11 yep. we've covered, they kind of, you know, they kind of intersect and weave together. Funny how that works, right? Yep. Uh, absolutely. If you've got almost like we planned it. There you go. Almost like we did. Uh, if you've got 47, you know, envelopes in the junk drawer and you haven't opened any of them, you know, maybe open those, right? Yeah. There might be a great surprise in there. You know, hopefully there's not an overdue bill. That's true. Yeah. So get organized. So there you go. That's the first 11 of the 22 money resolutions for 2022. Now, the great thing about a podcast is, is obviously we went through 11 things fairly quick. Uh, you can go back and listen to it again, check it. You can ask questions. You can reach out, send an email, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, you can watch the video on YouTube, whatever the case is. So you can find all that information at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And you can drop us a line. Again, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, link over to Phil's main website. So plenty of things you can do to get things rolling just because it's the end of the year and we're getting all preoccupied with the holidays doesn't mean we can't start thinking forward. Yep. And, yep. Uh, this is part of the process. Start, start that review. So yeah, get started. Uh, so this is a great way to get going. Thanks for hanging out with us and checking out the money resolutions. Don't forget to subscribe. So you'll get the notification for the next one, which will drop the week of Christmas. 
Uh, we'll drop that, I think, on Tuesday. This We typically do Thursday. I think that's going to be Tuesday that week. So, Phil, buddy, thanks for hanging out and going through these with me. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks, Mark. And we'll do the next ones next time, shall we? Sounds good. All right. I'll see you then here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts with Phil Putt. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.